Hey everyone, I'm Andrea Ferretti, and this is episode 145 of Yoga Land. So today, it's my first solo episode in such a long time, maybe a couple of years. I think that I did the solo episodes with more confidence and comfort in the beginning of the podcast because I felt like no one was listening. (laughs) And now it's a little harder for me, but I felt like this was the perfect opportunity to do a solo episode featuring some of you out there. Jason and I did an episode, I think it was two episodes ago on the pros and cons of teaching yoga full-time versus teaching yoga part-time. And I was just really shocked and overwhelmed by the amount of response that we got from people. People private messaged me, people sent me emails, people commented on Instagram. We got a lot of comments. And I think what came out of that for me was really just appreciating both how challenging the job is of being a yoga teacher and also how driven those of you are who do it, how driven you are by the passion for doing it and just by this sense of purpose that it gives you and that it's part of your your purpose in life. So I was really inspired that by that and I wanted to share your comments. Before I get to some of those comments that I handpicked and thank you to those of you who gave me your approval for using them. In this episode, I just wanted to say thank you to all of those of you who post comments and reviews on Apple Podcasts. It's super helpful for the podcast, and I always really appreciate reading them and getting the feedback. And also, I'll just run through a few dates, upcoming dates for Jason. April 26th through 28th, he will be at Yoga Yoga in Austin, Texas. May 3rd, he will be at Nest Yoga in Oakland, California. May 6th through 18th, he starts module two of his 300-hour training in San Francisco at Love Story Yoga. And you don't have to do the modules in order. You can start at module two, and he repeats them every year. June 7th through 19th, he will be in Hong Kong at Pure Yoga doing module three of his 300-hour program. And then June 28th through 30th, he will be at Holy Cow Yoga in Charleston, South Carolina. You can get all of these dates and more at jasonyoga.com slash schedule. You can also subscribe to our newsletter from our homepage, and we send it out semi-regularly. I've been a little down on that lately, but we include all of the dates, upcoming dates in that newsletter as well. Okay, so let's get to your comments. I'm just going to read through them and I'm going to actually use the people's Instagram names so that you can follow them if you would like to just create more community. So Melissa Ahrens says, I just switched from pretty much full-time teaching with massage therapy too, back to a 40-hour a week job while still teaching six classes a week. I'll probably let another class go in time, but the switch has been good. I love teaching, but the amount I have to teach to support myself in Chicago was too much. I was always physically and emotionally drained, injuries, etc. I can now be a student again and teach without the pressure of trying to pay bills. So I just want to say one of the reasons I'm reading these is because I think that so often when we're tootling along in our jobs and our careers, we just get to the point where we feel stuck. We either feel stuck, like we can't see another possibility, or we can't see 
the possibility of things getting better, or we can't see the possibility that we really need to make a change. So one of the things I really like about reading all of these comments together is it's sort of like group commiseration. (laughs) You can kind of feel that we all go through really similar ebbs and flows, and it's possible to make changes and shifts. So maria.odens.yoga says, As somewhat of a foreigner, I've always been intrigued by the social environment of introductions in America with the baffling question of, so what do you do? I know what answer they're looking for, but I would answer with something that I do, not for money. As a hospitality professional, as much as I loved that job, I never felt defined by it in my soul. Through a random and somewhat unfortunate event, I had the opportunity to give a three-star Michelin chef a ride home recently. As we reached the highway, he asked, so what do you do? I smiled, giggled, and very proudly said, I'm a yoga teacher. This was the first time since I'd left the hotel world that I'd been asked this question. It was the oddest sensation to utter these words with such conviction and devotion. Turning my side hustle into my main squeeze was the best career decision I've made thus far. I'm a mountain hiker, a pillion rider, I don't know what that is, a yogi, a woman, a wife, a homemaker, a food lover, and lastly, I'm a yoga teacher. Okay, Emma Campbell Stanway underscore yoga says, and actually I'll also put links on the show notes page to all of these people's Instagram profiles. Trying to be full-time, it is hard, like you say, mentally and physically hard, but it's the only thing I want to do. It's my world. Constantly, I find that I doubt myself, my teaching ability, and trying to have a business head about it. Thanks for these wise words. Another great podcast. You're welcome, Emma. Okay. Charism, C-H-A-R-I-S-S-I-M. I started yoga as a freelancer and then to part-time and boom, now I'm a full-time yoga instructor. Today, I'm blessed to be able to share the journey with all my students and learn as I teach because every class, every student teaches you something. Ryanan Kirby Yoga. It took me five years to make enough to live as a yoga teacher. The first five was a grind of 20 plus classes per week, private clients, workshops, retreats, trainings, and really mostly side gigs I could find. Here I am 10 plus years later, and I tell trainees, don't quit your day job, at least not right away. What a tough road, not glamorous, but I still love it. Peace to all trying to make it work. So this just kind of reminded me of when I, years ago, I wanted to be a freelance writer, and I didn't really have enough networking connections to really do it. So I would ask everyone I knew, like, how do I do it? And it seemed so glamorous to me and it seemed like it would be so fun. And I remember I went freelance and it's all kind of vague to me now. This is before I started working at Yoga Journal. And I discovered that it was really not glamorous at all and that it was going to take me several years to really be able to make a living and that I should have saved a lot more money. So I think this is just really true with any entrepreneurial or freelance type of job that it's always good to have a backup plan. It's always good to have a side hustle or some way that you're still making money so that you can survive it and and kind of not feel panicked as you're carving out a career and a schedule and clients and students that work for you. I think I, someone should have told me to save like nine months worth of of rent and food. And, you know, just like, I don't think you have to 
you don't have to save so much money that you're living like the lush life, but you have to save several worth months worth of money that you can survive and live a really simple life and not feel, like I said, not feel panicked. Okay. Leslie Kersha. These are my part-time people. I teach yoga part-time and I have for 19 years. My full-time gig is a high school counselor. As much as I love teaching yoga, I think I would burn out as a full-time teacher. I love reading the part-time people because I think it's just so awesome that so many people out there have full-time jobs where the teaching yoga is complimentary either for their like for themselves and for the people that they serve in their other job. Like I'm sure for this woman being a high school counselor, it serves her students well that she teaches yoga because she deals with them in, I'm sure, a much more balanced and compassionate way. And she might even be able to convey some of the teachings of yoga to them without being really overt about it, if that makes sense. Okay. Kristen Fuel. Kristen underscore Fuel. Part-time, but it definitely is my dharma and the thing I do most. I also homeschool my kids and run a studio, so there's no time to teach full-time even if I wanted to. I want to know how, Kristen, how do you homeschool your kids and run a yoga studio and teach? That's awesome. I just completely bow down to you. I think about homeschooling from time to time, and then the thought of it just is so overwhelming that I'm just totally impressed. And then Wendy Webb Yoga says, homeschooling part-time yoga mama here as well. Somehow it works, but I wish there, were a bit more t- well, there was a bit more time in each day. Okay, L. Mordike. I have never been a full-time yoga teacher and I've never apologized for it. I'm a full-time social worker. Again, one of these professions where I'm sure teaching yoga is so complimentary and I love it most of the time. But often the yoga books for teachers, I read shame those of us who teach part-time and all the business advice is how to grow your full-time yoga business. I don't want to, and right now can't teach full-time, but I strive to give my students an exceptional class, yoga class, every time I take my seat. That's awesome. She says, I love your podcast. Thank you. You're so welcome. And thanks for doing what you do. Yoga with Sarah J. Rolling through the transition. I lost my full-time job last October, and it was the best thing that ever happened to me. While I'm hustling three jobs, nannying, waiting tables, and working for a nonprofit, I'm also working hard to find private clients and ways to serve my three target audiences, beginners, veterans, and middle schoolers. This is my truth, my purpose, and I can't wait for what's next. I want to say I, I think this person is so impressive because she's figured out her target audiences. And I think that that can be, for some of us, that kind of clarity comes really naturally. And for others of us, it doesn't come immediately. But I think trying to cultivate that, trying to cultivate like, okay, this is a fit for me. This is a population that I really want to reach gives you more of a direct path, right? So it gives you kind of a more linear way to move forward. And and even if you move forward and then you figure out it's not the right population, then you can kind of swerve to the side. But I like that idea of trying to, as you're getting started, trying to target, okay, who am I trying to reach? I mean, we always do that in writing as well. So that makes sense to me. 
Okay, Matt Gill Yoga. Last year, I made the decision to drastically reduce my weekly class schedule and pick up more part-time work outside of yoga. I'm lucky to have that option. With a family to support, mortgage to pay, etc., the yoga income just wasn't cutting it. I struggled a bit with this decision as it felt a bit like failing, especially as I had to release a number of classes at very prestigious studios here in London. But actually, it's been very liberating, not to have to rely on teaching for the main part of my income. It's allowed me to focus on teaching only in ways that I really want to, love to, and shape my schedule accordingly. It's also given me an opportunity to teach in different ways. I'm halfway through delivering a six-month yoga foundation course to a great bunch of students, which has been without a doubt the most rewarding experience of my teaching career thus far. Another bonus is that not being quite so broke, I might finally be able to take a training with Jason at TriYoga. That's an awesome story. I love that story, Matt. And that's the kind of story that, you know, I think is inspiring to people who are afraid to stop teaching full time because they're afraid of feeling like they're failing or they're going to lose something. But I, I, I like that story because you're saying that in giving up the full time schedule, you actually gained a lot of job satisfaction, which is really cool. Okay, the inflexible yogi. I had to DM Andrea to thank her and you after listening to this episode because it was so relatable. Quite frankly, I'm struggling mightily holding two jobs and I find myself fumbling when I teach all the time. In a lot of ways, I feel like I'm neither here nor there. This episode gave me some strength and comfort as I continue to look at changes coming along the way. Now, I want to say that I know him. He's been in Jason's training and he's not failing. (laughs) I just, it's just so fascinating to me the things that we tell ourselves and the things that we do to ourselves and also kind of how we present to the world, right? It's so easy to think that everyone else has it together and everyone else is doing well and has things figured out. And really, it's just normal to feel doubt sometimes. It's just normal to feel self-doubt. It's just okay to question yourself and allow yourself to ask the questions and to feel the doubt and then to cope with it, right? To manage the doubt, to move forward despite the doubt, and to see it just as a simple obstacle, not something that's actually going to take you down, but it's an obstacle to overcome. And yeah, I don't know. I had something else, but that's it for now. Okay. Rowena Mittal Yoga. I too couldn't make enough teaching full-time. My teachers and friends, Stephanie Snyder, Mira Valeria, and Neil Wadwan helped me learn I should never feel a lesser teacher. I recently returned to a full-time day job and it actually made me a happier, better teacher. I surprisingly feel no less of a teacher. In fact, my class size has grown, which I did not expect. I haven't lost my rhythm, as Andrea Ferretti mentioned, but maybe because I look forward to every time I teach even more than before. And I just want to say that the reason I said I didn't have a rhythm teaching full-time is because partly my personality. I was really just much, much, much more introverted then than I even am now. So I never really got into my rhythm. And also I never taught full time. I only ever taught part time. So it was hard for me to even gain the momentum of feeling comfortable speaking publicly. And I think, again, it just depends on your personality. You might feel comfortable right away and you have a rhythm right away, even if you are teaching full time. Okay. Back to Rowena's comment. 
Ironically, I have even more peace of mind and courage for workshops and service. At my day job, I've processed adversity in politics with more grace and tact than ever before. Every day at work feels like one very long yoga class. It's bizarre and surprising. I've always loved what I do for full-time work, build I build products which improve health and medicine, and now I love teaching part-time. I always felt alienated by the yoga community that said, you're going back? And the corporate community that said, have you found yourself yet? I don't believe the two worlds are that different from each other, especially with the amount of entrepreneurship, product strategy, client management, and social media marketing that goes into being a full-time teacher these days. I will teach yoga for a very long time. Currently, I say for the rest of my life. Sometimes I'll be full-time and sometimes I'll be part-time. There's time to learn and grow as a teacher. Corporate jobs come and go. Yoga will be here, there, everywhere. This is my joy of teaching yoga in any form it takes. Thanks again for being honest. It's in our best interest as teachers to share with each, with each other the truth. I just think this was so well said. And Rowena comments a lot. And I know she's, I've taken her class. She's a great teacher. She's in San Francisco. And I, I just appreciate this so much. I think that the more people we have who are deep into the yoga practice, who work in the corporate space, the better. And I think that for some people, having a structured job, daily job works. It works for me. It worked for me for many, many years to have that structure and that collegial sense of other people around me, especially being a person who struggled with some like emotional and mental health issues like depression and anxiety. It was really helpful for me to have a job to go to every day and to feel like I was bringing all the things from my practice to the way I related to other people in that setting. So I love how she says every day at work feels like one very young, long yoga class. I'm sure many of you can relate to it. I can. And I can also relate to it in terms of being a mother. I feel like my my whole process of being a mother is like one very long yoga class. There's so many challenges. And my job is to stay as neutral, observant, non-reactive, as possible and to listen and respond rather, you know, from a place of intelligence rather than to listen and react. And I don't do it all the time. Believe me, believe me, but it's nice to feel like I have the tools to live a really conscious life. So that's what I love about that comment. Okay. Just a couple more. I am Katie Arnold. I've been making a conscious effort to refer to myself as a yoga teacher instead of, I also teach yoga part-time. It's the reminder that I'm no less of a teacher. I still put my heart and soul into those classes and hold the space for my students. And I think this is a response to something that Jason said, which is he often hears part-time teachers sort of unconsciously be self-deprecating or apologize about teaching part-time when they talk to him like, oh, I'm, I just teach part-time. I'm a college professor. Or, oh, I just teach part-time. I'm a nurse practitioner. <laughs> and his point is no one should ever apologize. Teaching is teaching. And you are changing people's lives, whether you're teaching one class a week or 16 classes a week. Okay, Nicole Shaka, my buddy in LA, is my last comment. So she says, I wanted to join the fun and share that I'm a full time yoga teacher, and it's not all handstands and shavasanas over here. When I think about my yoga practice 10 years ago, everything was different. The way I approached it, the way I moved my body, the frequency of certain styles and classes, the resources I sought out. As with everything, there's an evolution, hopefully. 
Wherever you are now in your career, in your relationship, in your personal healing, take a moment to thank yourself for putting in the time. If this seems counterintuitive, do it anyway. The future you needs to be loved in the present moment. The way it works is such that you are loving and honoring where you are now, and it opens the door for even more expansion and understanding in the not-so-distant future. I spent far too long lamenting the fact that I didn't see the big picture or know the whole story way back when. Fact is, you'll never know, know it from the vantage point of right now. Love yourself here and now so that you have permission to grow and learn and be excellent in the near future as well. Ah, That's such a nice reminder, isn't it? That's all I have for today, you guys. I just love you so much and I appreciate this sense of community more than I can express. I hope that these words were inspiring to you. And if you want to comment as well, use the hashtag Yogaland Stories and I will check them out and everyone else check out that hashtag Yogaland Stories to, to hear other people's stories on the path. All right, everyone, until next week, enjoy your practice.